1: Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. This is a very special Saturday, though, because we are broadcasting live from Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Irish Pub in Roswell. We are having lots of fun with a broad spectrum of libertarians and lots of other people. Super, super fun, very friendly atmosphere. Uh, so nothing to be afraid of. But we're also taking calls, 404 750 one 1-800-WSB-TALK and tweets, at Monica Perez Show, about anything. You can ask the Libertarian, what would Ron Paul's first 100 days have been like? Uh, but I have a very, really great Twitter community. So I've had actually people sign up for Twitter just to be part of this conversation. So I'm at Monica Perez Show. One of my favorite tweets, as they say, is at Where Did Dean Go? And uh, he is here with us live in person, and you've probably heard Dean's tweets on the air. But he was the first person I tweeted way after Trump won, and I was just like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I didn't get this right. I thought Trump was setting us up, but I thought he was setting us up for a Hillary victory. And I asked Dean what he thought was really going on because I was toying with the idea that he really was, this was an upset. And, I, and for me, the litmus test was going to be, if he escalated the war in Syria, it was going to be clear to me that he was just there to uh, continue the same policies. And for me, he you know he failed that test. But Dean had such an interesting insight, which was that he was there, uh, perhaps, like if the if the fix was in, that he was there to kind of be a full guy. So if we are moving away from uh, zero interest rates in perpetuity, ZERP, which... Libertarians tend to be economically minded, so a lot of them are gonna know what I'm talking about. The Fed, the evil Fed, uh, keeps interest rates super, super low to stimulate the economy, they print money to restore the coffers of um, super wealthy who lost their money in big crashes, Uh, they make sure bailouts are possible, and to get away from these zero interest rates is gonna be a painful process, and and it's almost impossible to think about how we're gonna get out of that. And uh, if you had a fall guy in there to take the fall for an economic adjustment, that would make sense. I wonder if he's there to escalate the war in Syria so that the Democrats didn't have to take responsibility for that, even though Obama was dropping 20,000 bombs a year there and uh, nobody seemed to notice. Anyway, so uh, Dean's one of the folks here, and I was wondering, Dean, if you feel like, let me pick your brain a little bit, if, you, if you've come up with what you're kind of gut instinct is on like the, the meaning of Trump, like what do you think he is really there for? Do you still believe that? Or do you think it's bigger than that? Or what?
2: Well, I think he could definitely be the uh, still set up for the fall guy, but if you look globally, uh, what if the establishment globally are just pushing populism and then set up the downfall and just blame it on the populace and then just bring in a new regime? Or new financial system.
1: So, yes, that's another thing. So one thing that it's possible, and I was wondering about this. So, like, the furthest I would go on taking him, taking Trump seriously, like, as a serious threat to the establishment, was that maybe there are actually two factions, like George Soros on one side and somebody else on the other. But if this is just a way to generate a reaction, that a backlash that will re- enthuse people for globalism like see what happens when you don't when you when you try to turn the ship away from globalism and that this will actually accelerate the embrace of globalism that's what i'm a little bit afraid of so that's one theory that i i think is worth keeping our eyes open for and then the other thing was the new financial system i mean that is something that's a little hard to get to the bottom of but if the dollar were no longer like the reserve currency it would flood back into this country we'd have some crazy inflation so that would not be good. But is that what you're thinking? Like they would do special drawing rights and have a new currency for international transactions?
2: Well, yeah, I've heard something like that or uh, I think, who is it, Philosophy of Metrics? I know you've read yes. them before where yeah, they're thinking a about thought. having uh, gold back SDR and then have a uh, global and domestic dollar. And I have two different rates. Yes,
1: so I was actually thinking when you look at the economic protectionism that they're bringing in on shipbuilding, you know, they're promoting a return to manufacturing, which really kind of came out of nowhere, this populist idea came out of nowhere, shipbuilding, vehicles, steel, all this stuff. It almost feels like there's a, uh, that it might be preparation for a war footing, that, that this that the it's like Mussolini's term autarky where you can you can produce everything at home because you're you know it interferes with trade i mean i almost fear that you think there's any chance that we're going that 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 kind of uh 20th century approach to changing the monetary system
2: uh possibly i mean you never know what's in their uh, wheelhouse like what they want to do or what they want to bring about upon us
1: yeah well i i've we'll see but I always love you're usually right and I (laughs) encourage people to follow at where did Dean go I hope that doesn't make you change your Twitter handle as (laughs) (laughs) well believe me all the tweets are not nice so but anyway thank you very much for that insight I'm going to keep watching your tweets and I and we're going to continue this conversation on Twitter at Monica Perez show thanks Dean no problem so uh, okay I've got a I'm going to go to a call And then uh, I have a couple more questions right here on the scene. I'm going to go to Angie in Sharpsburg. Angie, are you ready? You are on the air with Monica. Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I just had a question about term limits and what you thought maybe President Trump could do uh, with an executive action on that. And uh, I just I want your opinion. I don't know if uh, libertarians are for term limits. Um, I'm hoping you are, but um, I just want to hear what you had to say about it. I'm going to turn on my radio now. I'm going to Uh, hang up and um, and get your thoughts. Thanks for the question, Angie. I'll tell you that I was at this United Tea Party of Georgia on Monday, and it was in coming, and a lot of the people were very pro-term limits. So as a a libertarian kind of knee-jerk reaction would be, you don't want to restrict anybody from doing anything so they can run for office that they want to and term limits specifically to the libertarian would have cut Ron Paul off at the knees and he was a 12 term congressman and really our only hope but I am beginning to consider uh, the uh, advocating for term limits I'll think a little more deeply about it I do believe it would require a constitutional amendment though because there are qualifications written in there that do not limit by term, except for the President. But I think it's worth digging into because it would be nice if we could take the money out of out of politics at least uh, a little bit. I mean, maybe it'd help us kick the can down the road. I don't know. So uh, let's do some Let's do a tweet, at Monica Perez Show. What, All do you, right. what do you got for me, B?
0: Well, Ridgway says that he gives Trump's first 100 days an A+. Wow.
1: He okay. says the man's
0: doing what he said he would do.
1: Uh, well, I, I could differ with that because, like, for example, when I saw that first uh, immigration law, it was like the Muslim ban, they called it, right out of the box. I went to law school. I'm not you know, a genius at law. I didn't practice law, but I could read it, and I immediately recognized that you would never, ever put a landmine in there like people in the air with valid documents will not be able to enter this country, and agencies have to enforce it immediately, uh, overnight. You know, that's just something you would never do. So before it, I I, I actually read it immediately before there was any press about it whatsoever. And then (laughs) when it blew up, as planned I'm sure, I wrote an article called, I tried. (laughs) So I had this feeling, uh, I, I just said what to watch out for. We speculate, I was speculating that he might be just going about things in such a bombastic way that he can say i tried over and over again and not do it so another example would be the obamacare he wrote an executive order got a lot of fanfare and when the time came to take a hard line on it if you're going to repeal he always said repeal and replace and i've never liked that but if you're going to repeal it there there had been you know the gop would did repeal it when they knew it wouldn't actually get repealed But I will, there is a deeper meaning to that tweet, I know, which is, he did what he said he was going to do. But I never really liked what he said he was going to do. He never said he was going to restore the Bill of Rights. The only thing he mentioned in his acceptance speech was that he was going to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure. I would much rather if he said, I'm going to reduce a trillion dollars of the debt, not increase it. He, he paid lip service to this idea that we need to drop a lot of bombs to defeat ISIS instead of just stop funding the people who created ISIS. You know, that's a tool, which Michael Flynn, in his days running the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, there was a leaked document that made it very clear that at the very least they let that thing bubble up on purpose in order to unseat aside. That was a trap. And when all these guys, even Bernie Sanders, came out, and paid lip service to that very easily debunked premise that you know the sand needs to turn to glass in order to uh, restore peace and prosperity to America. It, you know, I, I have to say he said that stuff and I didn't like it. I do think he was misleading when he said peace through strength or um, we were strongest when, when uh, our politics stopped at the water's edge. Maybe he meant then we just start bombing people, you know, <laughs> past the water's edge, I don't know. But, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. He said what he, he, you know, he wanted, he did what he said, but I thought the signals were all there, that he was certainly not going to be the guy who brought back the purity of the American experiment. So let's continue this conversation, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. We are broadcasting live from Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Pub on Market Boulevard in Roswell.
2: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: It is 83 outside the studio. Skies are a little overcast. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. But we are not at the studio. We are at Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Pub in Roswell. But we're still taking your calls and uh, having a very interesting and super, super fun conversation. 404-872-0750. 800 WSB talk You can tweet at me, Monica Perez Show. I'm going to go to a call. I am Hein? Heine. 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 you I are.
3: hello to yourself. Heine Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you spell that with there? an M.
1: Okay, uh, I'm great. How are you doing?
3: All right. You have the most powerful, most loving voice. Uh, you should have went to nursing or doctoring or something like that. That's,
1: that's, oh, that's, thank you so much. I absolutely can never do that. You. Those people are saints. So I, yeah. I'm doing that. This is the most I can do to uh, use my gifts. So yeah. what you got for me?
3: Well, uh, by, by any chance, are you single? Listen, I need a green card. We can work something out. <laughs> Well, I, I don't am, have much cash, but I got ninety thousand dollars in full-time credit cards I got from the from the winos downtown.
1: Oh, don't tell me that! If I'll give you one more chance to to make a point, and then I'm <laughs> okay, gonna think that, that you're <laughs> pranking me. What do you got, Jaime? You got anything?
3: For one hundred days, uh, you know he's bombarded with uh, Russia, Russia, Russia leaks, leaks, leaks. But what a lot of people don't know, that was retaliation by WikiLeaks because they did kill a WikiLeaks man that was inside. The Democratic Party, and that was mentioned once in the news, and then you never heard anything about.
1: Oh, it. you're talking Wait, not WikiLeaks, but are you talking about that young Hillary yes. Stafford <laughs> who was shot in D.C.?
3: You heard it one time, maybe a couple of days yep. in the news, and they sh- shut it. That was That's retaliation. right. Yeah, that was retaliation for uh, them doing that. Hillary's uh, the ne- the very next day after that, it was a, a, la- a mac not a micro but like a, a white tidal wave of of, of leaks and. That's a very
1: interesting theory. My problem, Jaime, is that I really, uh, when it gets to where, I feel like nowadays they're actually pumping out stories that are meant to distract us and confuse us. I will say that that guy's murder made absolutely no sense. But then when I started listening to the radio and I heard somebody, mainstream guy say, oh, I think Hillary did it, I thought, ah, (laughs) it's too easy, it's a gimme. All right, I'll give you your last word, Jaime, and then i got to take a break. Okay, Go.
3: well, God bless and I uh, uh, hope this is a wonderful year for everybody in the pub.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Next time you'll have to join us, Jaime. So we are uh, headed into our last half hour, so if you want to come down, now's the time. I'll be able to take my, <laughs> my little break at, at 6 o'clock after the show. I'm going to stick around. But in the meanwhile, give us a call, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. Take some more calls and tweets. We are here at Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Pub in Roswell. And this is Monica Perez.
3: You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning
2: experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: This is Monica Perez your Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And uh, but this is a special Saturday where we are broadcasting live in the ha- last half hour of our live broadcast from Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Pub in Roswell. Yes, come on down. I'm gonna as soon as I'm off the air at six o'clock, I'm gonna stop down and have a Guinness and socialize. But people are already having a great time exchanging their libertarian vibes and ideas. And we're also opening up to calls. So join in the fun, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I am going to go to Ernie. Ernie is in Rome. Hi, Ernie. You're on with Monica.
0: No, no, it's not Ernie. It's Ernie. Ernie works for
1: Arnie, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm okay. under certain circumstances. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. okay, Arnie, I'm sorry. Talk to me, bro. I know you've been on hold a while. Go. Oh yeah,
0: uh, I was a long-time libertarian, and uh, back uh, many years ago, I attended several of the conventions, and I uh, supported Bob Barr, volunteered, paid money, and and uh, campaigned for Bob Barr and Wayne Allen Root. And uh, yeah. I was uh, disappointed because the national come out with the uh, thing about uh, open borders. You know, they're more in favor of open borders rather than doing what uh, Trump is trying to do. And uh, so that's uh, what ended my stay with the libertarians.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that. The that is one of it is an issue that libertarians can disagree with. You can't, as a libertarian, you would never want to use force to prevent people from having arm's length transactions. If somebody from another country wants to live in my house and take care of my kids, it wouldn't matter if the roads were private and I had paid for them and had permission for that. But once you have, it's not just the welfare state, it's the fact that governments require that you have a road going right up to your house. They don't allow you to choose who you associate with in your own Organizations. So when the when the government breaks down the borders of your own private property, a libertarian could say that they uh, do need to defend the national borders. But that's just a compromised position, and you really wouldn't have an immigration problem if you didn't have the government screwing with the uh, the labor market, with having welfare floors where people won't work if they're making less than a certain amount of money, minimum wages, if you didn't uh, uh, mess with other people's countries where it drove people out of there and this is the only place that's stable, it's it's really the immigration problem is a function of of having a state that lost its way, that doesn't have the kind of liberty and freedom. So it's a very, it's actually really complicated issue. And I wrote a long and interesting post about it and then proceeded to get grief from all sides. But you can check it out. I wrote the uh, Libertarian Immigration Conundrum. It's on my website, com. Thank you so much, Arnie, for the call. I'm going to go to somebody in the crowd here. Who am I talking to? Hi.
0: Uh, hi, Monica. My name is John. My hi, John. Question, hi. My question for you is, uh, how would you explain libertarianism to a child?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Well, I remember sitting in the car with my little daughter in the public's parking lot. And she was little. And she had already been brainwashed by her little preschool and we saw somebody in the car next to us smoking cigarettes. So she said, he should not be allowed to do that because it's bad for him. And I looked at her. She was a lollipop addict, I can just tell you. And I said, you know, you know that lollipops are bad for you, right? And she's like, yeah. And I said, okay, sometimes you're having a bad day. You just want to go for it, and it's none of my business. And she complete. I mean, her little, I could see her little mind working. And I said, so am I ever going to hear you tell that guy in his own car what he can or cannot do? And she said, nope. Because she wanted me to keep my hands off of her lollipops. And I, and I try to explain to them really how I do it with my kids is I say, look, you can go your own path. They get a little sick of my down the rabbit hole and constantly t- you know, criticizing what I'm hearing. But I always tell them in your life, in your journey, make sure that you always hold up. First of all, make sure that what the facts are true that you're using to make decisions and always hold it up to the standard of thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal. If you really look at the heart of the matter and you hold those two tenets, moral tenets that are universally shared around the world to every single decision that is made by your agents, I think you will end up being a libertarian. So, I let them on there. How about you? You got an answer for me?
0: No, I do not, you I wish I did. That's great, that's all good All right, one. good, I'm,
1: I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Really what that. about your daughter's bookmark, Monica? <laughs> or was it your daughter? Oh yeah, it's my, this daughter of mine they must have thought she was something else, or I was, because they asked them to make a bookmark for their mom uh, for Mother's Day. So she gives it to me, it's so sweet, and uh, has a little like present on the top. It's actually my Facebook page picture, and it says "narco capitalist radio host, <laughs> right? And the teacher was like, what, what is this exactly? And then I sent my other son, my son was, uh, uh, Exploring the topic of taxation without representation, like so, he was a little older by this point, and he, I said I explained to him how national debt is taxation without representation because he did not get to vote. He himself has no representative, yet they are spending money that he will have to pay back. So he loved this. He really grasped the concept, and he went in and he told his teacher, "This is a private school at this point, a Catholic school." And she just shut him right down. You don't understand. That's not what this is about. And I thought, you know, think outside the cage there, lady. Think outside the cage because he's right. If she had just thought about it, she would have been really proven. And I'll give you one last thing. I know this is awful to go on and on. But I also sent him in. Uh, they were talking about, like, some facts from history. And I, uh, they had to bring in one, a graph and I found the graph of the price of milk for the past 250 years since the founding of the country. And it was totally flat until the Fed was invented and then it just hit the roof. And he went in and explained the value of the gold standard and, and she did get it, That was and that was at the public school. So I try to use these teaching moments and uh, hopefully they'll turn out right. They'll probably reject it for a while and then return. Let's hope for that. Thank so anyway, thank you so much for the, for the question, John. Thank you. All right, so let us uh, let me take one more call, and then I'm, I'm happy to take another person from the crowd, or maybe a tweet. I'm going to Trey, Trey in Roswell. Hey, Trey. Hello,
0: uh, hello Ms. Perez, uh, thank you for having me, and I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, that you are so brave as not only a libertarian, but a woman who is, is speaking against this ever-growing government force that we have.
1: See, that's that's my secret weapon. Is that people underestimate when they call in? They think I'm like a, an affirmative action hire, and then they get there. They they have to actually make an argument. No, seriously, that's why I think that's so bad. That it makes people underestimate each other. And and in reality, you know, it's just about the ideas. So, thank you for your comment. Go. Co. What else you got?
0: Uh, uh well, I was talking. You uh, we said we were talking about monopolization. I was thinking a little bit more about it. So what I personally advocate for as an uh, an anarcho-capitalist is, like, small protectivist societies that would, like, uh, embrace tradition. This kind of answers that question of protecting our borders that you were uh, talking about, because, like, these small societies, like, banishment would be the death penalty, you know?
1: Oh, yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, and you wouldn't really
0: have to worry about, like, people coming in who were unwanted or if there was an overpopulation problem. Because most businesses or most, like, landowners just want to, like, sell land to them. Like, if it was, like, really that big of a problem.
1: Can I I say, so one what i'm hearing or what i think i'm hearing is that if you actually had a libertarian society you could make your own communities and if it were unanimous you could actually establish borders and uh and have whatever values or rules you wanted it would just be voluntary you couldn't uh you know you couldn't force somebody to live by your rules if they already bought a house you couldn't surround them and then say oh we're changing the rules on you and, that, and and you're actually not allowed to do that in this society. So that's why all of a sudden we all have to agree on the rules of the borders because all 300 plus million of us are subject to these rules where we're, we're not allowed to defend our own borders or organize and lock down like that. You're just not allowed. And especially when they start with, you know, laws of self-defense and everything, taking away your rights to self-defense, then you absolutely must look outside for uh, help so it, it, there are ma- it gets very deep there are many different alternatives to this system do you have anything else for me Trey I,
0: uh, I, I just wanted to know your opinion on illegal drug use like do you see it purely as a traditional problem or do you think that certain like substances that are currently banned by the government like marijuana which really isn't as bad as alcohol should be illegal in these societies?
1: I would never, ever ban a substance. I would never tell someone what they can or cannot do with their own bodies. I would never tell two people what they can or cannot sell or buy to each other. I just wouldn't. So if they commit a crime with whatever, then they can be punished for that. I do think when you see that George Soros is behind the legalizing pot idea, you, yeah. you know, I started thinking you have to watch out. A lot of times when people give you one-off questions about liberty and libertarianism in a completely controlled society like ours, when you have a welfare state, you can set up a very horrible, you know, a, um, a trap so that if you, if you hit rock bottom, I know there's been a lot of druggies in my family because I'm in the suburbs of New York and just, it's been that way. If they hit rock bottom, the only way for them to get out of it is hitting rock bottom. But now I see them getting safety nets. They get methadone, they get welfare, and then they're just permanent, you know, it's permanent. And that is the moral hazard of socialism is that you want people to feel the consequences of the of the habits that are hurting them they're they're hurting themselves and you want them not to do that anymore but you can't just stop them they are hurting themselves and the natural consequences of that would make them correct if the government didn't step in and and um help them and then there's also this idea where the natural kind of drug abuse level in society can be two or three percent maybe is like people who really can't help themselves but then when you look at like old Iran, Persia, and other places where the government sells opium or taxes it, the the addiction rate can go up to like 18% because then they foster it, they promote it. It feels like in this country, if something isn't banned, it's subsidized, and, and I don't want that either. So. Thank you so much for that call. We're going to wrap it up after the break. I am Monica Perez, and we are broadcasting from Liberty on the Rocks at the Harvin Roswell.
2: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
1: Morning showers and thunderstorms with a high of 77 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are wrapping it up here at Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp in Roswell. And I did have somebody from the crowd at the in the break ask the question, what is all this <clears throat> uh, talk about North Korea really about? I like to peel the onion a little bit. I like to dig in. And I thought I would go on the record as saying I think a major purpose of North of the North Korea story that is being emphasized in the news right now, as well as the Russian hacking story that was emphasized in the news for the past several months, I honestly think all of that is being used to uh, as the background, as the backdrop, um, as the buildup to. M- ousting Assad, invading a sovereign nation and removing its legitimate leader. So that will be something that really crosses a line. So what Obama did was he kept bombing Syria, but under the guise of of trying to hit the terrorists. Now, when we bombed with Tomahawks Damascus, at the airport, that was an attack against the government itself. And that's something very different. So uh I feel like North Korea may be the second front of a big war that may truly be be what we're building up for. But in the meanwhile, I think Trump will want to justify taking out Assad because we need to show North Korea who's the boss. If we can't take out Assad, then uh how are we supposed to scare North Korea? I'm just telling you that's a what to watch out for. Have to have a hashtag about that. Hashtag WTWOF. And my Twitter handles at Monica Perez. Show, do we have a tweet to end this uh, awesome gathering? Yeah,
0: I wanted to read Dean's tweet because it's fantastic, but we're gonna have to direct people to his Twitter to see that one.
1: Oh, at where did Dean go? Right. No, give me a quickie. Here's the quickie lot of
0: time. from Voracious Talk. Says, I'm so deep down the rabbit hole that I'm dissecting the rabbit. <laughs>
1: Ugh. he sounds like my kind of guy well he should come down here as we as we are uh, I'm going to be here for a little while and finally get my Guinness my, <laughs> my husband texted me that my son is listening to the show and is absolutely scandalized he thinks I'm drinking at work I, I'm not, I'm not all these people can attest to that well this has been super fun we always continue this conversation during the week you can always find me at Monica Perez Show I've got uh, monicaparedeshow dot com and propaganda report daily dot com. A lot of the people here today, I, conti- I communicate with directly all week long on these uh, these wonderful social media outlets, and we are wrapping it up here uh, at Liberty on the Rocks and the Harp. Thank you so much for to Lorenzo, to Binkley, to Ahmad, for everybody's helped me put this on today, to Liberty on the Rocks, and to the Harp Pub here in Roswell, this is Monica Perez. We love
2: you!
1: <laughs>
2: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.